This is a podcast from the Business Times. So keeping invested throughout your retirement increase your time horizon. In fact, you can have your money working for you longer than you think. A personal financial plan can be life-changing, offering the stability and assurance that you're on the right track. You can spend with more confidence, save with real insight, and invest in a future that's all yours. But the entire process of financial planning is based on certain key assumptions pertaining to future costs, escalation of costs, and return on investments. So there's nothing wrong with making a mistake, even when it comes to your finances. I mean, look at certain banks that have been in the news lately. Even with the best of intentions, it's easy to make financial mistakes. However, it becomes a problem if you keep making the same missteps over and over again. Welcome to Money Hacks, a podcast series by The Business Times, where we explore useful financial tips to help you on your money managing and wealth growing journey. I'm your host, Howie Lim. And helping us today is Laurent Bertrand, CEO and co-founder of Better Trade-Off. So unrealistic expectations that people have about financial freedom. I know I have many, like money's going to fall from a tree. Yeah, but I mean less insane sounding unrealistic expectations, if there even is such a thing. The first thing is that nothing changed. In fact, it always changed. And the inability to be able to play different scenarios is a real problem for most of us. The first mistake we all make is we assume that what is our life today will be our life tomorrow. But you don't have the same life at 20, 40, 60. Single, married, with kid, or empty nester. The second mistake is sometimes is too far away, I don't have to care about it, or it's too close, I cannot do anything about it, and I think both are wrong. I'm getting 50 this year, so things happen, and yet I probably have 40 years in front of me, and that's a long time. So when you think about, oh, you know what, I need to be cautious because retirement is soon, I look at financial freedom, but I also look at the time I have in front of me, and a lot of people have much more opportunities than what they think. You know what you know, you don't know what you don't know, and to some extent, that's probably the biggest issue when you start planning, because you make assumptions, but unfortunately limits your options because you're not exploring what else could I do. Many people have many more options than they think, so that's the good news, but the bad news is most of them are underinvested and underprotected, and they could do better. You leave your family exposed to more risk than you should, and you don't make your money work as much as it should. So saving is obviously important. You need to have money to be able to invest, but uh, if you only do saving, it might not be appropriate for a situation. Some say it's very simple spend less and save more, and also have a plan, and adjust the plan accordingly too. I think there might be something missing from that cliché. It's missing two parts, the investment and the protection. If your savings is good to have uh, an emergency fund, so if things happen, you're able to take care of the car which is broken, uh, you might lose your job and the time to find a new one, and all those kind of things that happen in life. So an emergency fund is always a good idea to have. So in Singapore, lucky enough, we have government really supportive about the market, everybody working, uh, so that's easier. But in some countries, for example, if I were in Europe right now and I'm 50, uh, that means I would have probably more than six months <laughs> because uh, the time for me to find a new job would take more time. And now they have social security mechanism if you lose your job, so different situation. Every country has its own uh, specifics, but for Singapore, I say, uh, yes, six months is minimum, probably maybe more. It depends on your, situ- your personal situation. You're single, you're 20, you're living with your parents, you don't need much. If on the other side, you have a family that you have to care for, uh, you're the single earner of the family and so on, for that's a different story. So I, I really think it's important to uh, adjust to your spending and know what you can do when it happens. But it's the investment part which usually trips people up. Some get too into it, some just won't touch it with a 10-foot pole, but we'll get into that more later. 
Investing generally seems difficult and complicated. And on top of that, throw in some uncertainty like inflation, volatile conditions, an economic slowdown. What's a person to do? We had low inflation, so you kind of ignore it. My parents knew what inflation was, and the obligation to invest to some extent was way higher because your money was losing value very quickly. And uh, we're back to a place where we are at normal inflation. We say one and two percent is abnormal if you if you look at it. As a target for most central bank is two percent, that's ideal, but in reality, much higher inflation for the longest time. So on the investment side, the first question you always have to ask yourself is time horizon. So when do I need the money? So if you need the money in one year from now, don't gamble it. Maybe you can afford to. I mean, if you have a lot of money and you invest a little bit, but the first question people should ask themselves is time horizon. And most of the time, you have much longer time horizon than you think. If you think about retirement, you're going to retire throughout your retirement. So you're not getting the money when you, you stop working is I'm going to have to have that money throughout my retirement. And so keeping invested throughout your retirement increase your time horizon. In fact, you can have your money working for you longer than you think. The second part is lump sum versus recurring. So if you have a lump sum, your money is invested for longer time. So it works longer. So it's 10 years. Imagine now that you put your money across over 10 years. The reality is you don't have the same amount of money invested for 10 years. You have some which is invested for 10, some investing for 9, 8, 7, all the way to the end. And so you will have less time in the market, therefore less return associated. On the other side, if your stock is going up or down, it doesn't have to be stock. It can be bond. It can be any kind of investment. As you invest regularly, when it goes down, you buy cheaper. When it goes up, you buy higher. So you have the dollar cost averaging effect that is playing for you, for most people, if you have enough time. So that's why I go back always to time horizon. Here in Singapore, we have the advantage of no capital gains tax. We don't have to worry too much about it. What you lose is what you lose, and what you gain is what you gain. That's pretty good, right? But that brings up why people don't invest then. We believe in education by doing. And so financial literacy is complicated. There's so much information out there. So which one is right? Which one is true? Which one apply to me? And we believe that we have to make the act of planning something very easy where you see for yourself the impact, everything, including your CPF, you buy property, you sell your property, you have to repay everything, all those complex rules taken care of. So you focus on what happens. And then you can play the scenario. If you play the scenario and say, it could go down 20%, but it's okay because I'm going to buy cheaper 20%, the same same company at the end. And you buy all of them at the same time. Those companies are still the same. They might do better, they might do worse because of COVID or not COVID or, or the real estate uh, going up or the real interest going up or down. But in the end, you're buying businesses. And now when it goes down by 20%, you buy the same companies with a discount of 20%. And if you have a long-term time horizon, you should be fine. And it's for you to play the scenarios, to be comfortable, because when it happens, if you panic and sell, you're going to buy high and sell low, which is what most people do. So I, I do believe that by doing and playing the scenarios, it helps you foresee what's happening, understand when it's normal, understand when you need to stop, because sometimes you should cut your losses. It's very important. But for most of us, you want it in automatic. You don't want to think too much. You just want to be aware that this is still within the realm of what happens in life. I mean, how many crises have we seen and we're still zero and Singapore is doing great. Try it for yourself. Do your plan. Check the scenarios. Gain the confidence of those things happen. But then be clear about what you can afford. And as again, what you feel comfortable with. 
for some people, they would not be able to sleep at night if they know that they could lose something. So capital guarantee, less return, a capital guarantee. Still to come, is there such a thing as good debt? And could what happened to Silicon Valley Bank happen to you? A brand new monthly podcast inspired by the Business Times column, Off the Record joins the BT Podcasts lineup in April. Conversations in which editors from the newsrooms of SPH Media Trust discuss the modern news industry from their insider's perspective. Editors Talk will feature straight-talking editors addressing challenges, strategies and offer insights into how newsrooms have had to adapt in the face of digital transformation. Information that might just offer you answers in your business sector's digital transformation journey. First episode out in April. And now, back to Money Hacks from the Business Times. We've been talking about if there are things missing from our financial plans, and now, whether what happened to SVB can happen to us. Laurent Bertrand from Better Trade-Off, he has some thoughts he shares with a twinkle in his eye. Yeah, so if you take this analogy, if you're 25 and 60, you don't have the same time horizon. That's a reality. And your, your ability to change your life and turn it around is very different. And the example right now is Silicon Valley Bank means people deposit money and then they lend money out. And when you deposit money, anybody can take their money back immediately. But when you lend money for mortgage, it's 25 years. So it's called maturity mismatch. The fact that your deposit are immediate and your lending and your investment are for the long term. And in their case, they had only one class of depositor, which is the startup and the VC. So it means you have a concentrated risk. In general, when the restaurant didn't go well because of COVID, the rest of the uh, ecosystem went okay. So you might have some risk somewhere, but it's kind of averaging down. In this case, they only have one place. But the most difficult part was they were placing their money over 10 years in an environment with low interest when interests are going up. And now all the startups start taking money out because they have difficulty to raise money. And so effectively, they're all taking money out of the bank at the same time. And that money is placed on something for 10 years. And so because interests are going up, the value of the bonds are going down and they have to sell their asset with a loss. And that's kind of maturity mismatch as you're seeing in action here, which obviously has consequences and eventually is pure and out of control. Okay, but that's a bank. Surely that couldn't happen to a person. And who would be that crazy to overestimate themselves? For an individual, same story. So if you're 25 or 60, your time horizon is going to be different. So you need to consider that very carefully in terms of the way you approach it. You have more time than what you think, but you don't have infinite time. And I think this maturity mismatch that we see with SVB is a classic. It's inherent to the banking system. People deposit money. They can always withdraw it anytime. But banks need to lend it to businesses, to people. And they only get their money after 10 years, 5 years or 25 years. And, and the risk is there now. It has been solved in general because there's insurance. Okay, the FDIC in US, uh, you insure up to 250,000. In Singapore, I think it's 100,000. So you know that if something goes wrong, don't worry about it, your money is there. And so you have no need to panic. In general, the only reason a bank goes bad is people mismanaging the banks. That happens, unfortunately. But regulators are there to make sure things are there. And MAS is doing a fantastic job in Singapore. And there is this insurance, which means you don't have to worry. You know that your money is safe. Now, if you have more than 100,000, more than 250,000, which was the case of SVB. In this case, the problem is that uh, you're guaranteed up to 250, but if you have a million, the 750 could disappear. And that's exactly why people get scared and all of them take the money at the same time. 
in SVB, they put their money for 10 years because they wanted a little bit extra return. And this is greed because you have a maturity mismatch which was unnecessary. So it's pretty clear that one needs to first have the plan or the full plan, no missing parts, and also to be a reed in the wind, meaning tweak the plan every now and then because things change. So that's where modern solutions like us allow you to do that and to always be compliant. So one thing we also do is that changing the rules. You saw the new announcement about the CPF ceiling and all those kind of things. We deal with that automatically. So people don't have to think about it. You focus on your life. You focus on looking what happens. What if I do this? What if I do that? Look at what is the solution that is best for you. Because again, uh, your situation is different from your neighbor. Your capacity to increase is different also. You have preferences. And you should be reviewing your, your plan every year. You should talk to your advisor and the people who look after you uh, once a year to see, are the policies still in place? Are the my investment still going okay? Should I rebalance? But sometimes it's more frequent because you also have change of plans. You have a uh, life change, uh, your objective change, and some good stuff too. I mean, it's not just a negative. Uh, but you should have a plan which is a living plan that allow you to really follow and know where you are and change your plan as a world change. And I think that's a very important topic. And what is good debt business? Is there even such a thing? Your ability to not only create one plan, but to maintain a data plan based on your own changes and the external changes. And your plan for retirement, education, protection, property, you name it. And all of it together because it's affordability. What can I afford? People don't just plan one thing. You know, the gold-based investment and all those kind of things are good, but they're not enough. You need to take into account your taxation, your CPF, and all of them contribute to your income versus your expenses. Because at the end of the day, it's very simple. Can I afford, meaning do I have enough income or can I sell stuff to be able to cover my expenses? And so this part of the equation, asset liability versus cash flows, and you need to take into account everything, otherwise you're wrong. Now, things are changing. An inflation which is higher, the rate of return is different, so things change and that's the nature of the game. So if you have only one plan and you don't review it regularly, so at least once a year, second, when things change. So that's the beauty also of having a plan which is linked to your content. So on first, you can see where you are against your plan. Am I tracking well or not? Are the hypotheses I took the same? And so you can change that plan and allow you to do your plan throughout all your life, which is your cash flow, retirement, property, education, protection, you name it, because it's all contributing to your life. And you have to look at your tax, what you own. You look at your CPF, which is there for you with the CPF life and the rest, your investment, your property. As I mentioned, if you are still renting and you don't have any income, it's going to be very expensive. That's why being owner of your HDB is such a great thing, because it's cost avoidance. Again, it feels insurmountable. The amount of information one should be aware of, digest and put into action. For some, it's overwhelming and enough to make them give up on the whole thing. Dollar cost averaging, compounding, who needs that? There's a role which is a coach. So the role of a coach is not to solve problems for you. It's to help you to do it on your own. Uh, Federer is a coach. Uh, The coach of Federer doesn't play better than Federer, but he makes Federer play better. Some role of an advisor is also to coach you, to get you to move from where you are today to a better place. The question we have in the back of our mind is, is this person trying to sell me a product? Guess what? Yes. And guess what? You need a product. You need to invest if you want better returns than just cash. 
nothing wrong with that. I mean, you go and buy a bakery or food, you know that the people are there to make a profit. Nobody has a problem with that. So the question is, is it really what I need as a person in my situation? That's the reason why we create that, to help people find the courage and the conviction to act. Again, this point of conviction for us is essential because it's giving people the assurance that, look, if things go wrong, I'm still fine. I'm still better off than getting cash. Now, like everything else, do you go crazy the first time and you put all your money in one go and hope everything goes well? No, you usually go step by step. So the good news is it's never too late to start, irrespective of your age. Uh, my mother is over 17. She started investing. So she was an entrepreneur, so her capacity to take risks is pretty high also, but she never invested. Guess what? After two years, the discussion I have with my mother are very different. And she's 70. So time arrives now is, is not 50, unfortunately. But yet, uh, she sees it as a good exercise to keep in touch with what's going on in the world. And second, she's thinking about the legacy for her children. That would be my advice. We've been discussing if there are things missing from your financial plan and how to build a solid one which will weather the storm. Big thanks to Laurent Bertrand, CEO and co-founder of Better Trade-Off. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. And that's a wrap for this episode of Money Hacks. I'm Howie Lim. Till next time. This is a podcast by The Business Times. Find more BT podcasts at businesstimes.com.sg slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is meant to provide general information only. SPH Media accepts no liability for loss arising from any reliance on the podcast or use of third parties' products and services. Please consult professional advisors for independent advice.